Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, December 21st. The time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you're tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together for mutual encouragement, prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession on behalf of those of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters. This podcast was born actually just over a year ago out of the burden that I had for my own son and daughter who were both unsaved. Their names were not written in the book of life. And after much prayer and much supplication, eventually my son accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. The Lord began the work in his heart and he ended up in the driveway of my home, burdened over a crisis he was encountering. And him and I prayed and he surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. And now I pray for my daughter who is still unsaved and I continue to lift her up in prayer. And so this podcast was born out of the burden in my heart for the salvation of my own two adult children to begin a ministry to encourage other parents of unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters to continue to pray and fast for their salvation. Every week we come together at this time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a word of prayer. We have a devotional. Ironing, sharpening iron, encouragement through the word of God. And then we enter a time of intercession, prayer, and supplication and petition where we come before the throne of grace, bringing prayer requests before the Lord. And our requests are from parents and guardians who have either teenagers or adult sons and daughters who have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, or perhaps have wandered away from the faith, have no interest in the things of eternity, and are preoccupied with the things of the world. You know, I've said it numerous times, and I will say it again. It bears repeating. But I believe that the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. The snatching away of born-again believers. It's in the book of Thessalonians where it says that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the trump of God. And at that time, the Lord Jesus Christ will come and remove all born-again believers from the earth. The dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air with the Lord. He'll remove all those who have surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. And after he removes us all from the earth, there will be a terrible, horrible period of time here on earth. 
known in the word of God as the Great Tribulation, a seven-year period of time when God will pour out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It's going to be a terrible time, and we do not want our prodigals to get left behind when this occurs. You know, there have been several movies about the rapture, the Tim LaHaye series, the Left Behind series, which portrayed the rapture and the after effects of the rapture, the chaos that's going to occur in the world and the judgments of God that will be poured out. We don't want our unsaved sons and daughters to be here for that period of time, nor do we want them to enter a Christless eternity. The word of God says in the book of Hebrews, it is appointed once unto men to die, and after this, the judgment. Death can come at any time. You don't have to be sickly. You don't have to be elderly. We read many times in the news, we hear in the news of young people, athletic people, in the prime of their lives and in the best of health, maybe through an unfortunate event, a car accident, or maybe a drug overdose, or maybe the victim of a crime. And then they enter eternity. And where they spend eternity depends on whether or not they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If they have, then the Bible says that their names are written in the book of life and they'll spend eternity in heaven. But if not, the Word of God also says that the lake of fire has been prepared for those who have never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. You know, originally the lake of fire was originally intended for Satan. And the demonic host, God does not want anyone to go to hell. The word of God says that the Lord takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. It also says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants your prodigal son and daughter to surrender their lives to him. He wants them to spend eternity with him. And that's what this podcast is all about. Prayer, petition, supplication, intercession on behalf of our wayward and unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters. Some of our sons and daughters are caught up in drugs or alcohol, gang activity, promiscuous living, alternative lifestyles, pursuing pleasure, partying, Whatever it is, the satanic host, the enemy of our souls is distracting our prodigal sons and daughters, getting them to focus on the temporary, on the temporal, on the things of this earth, so that they won't think of the things of eternity. But we're going to pray later on in our podcast that the Lord lift the blinders from our unsaved sons and daughters and that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual warfare, a fight to the death. The enemy wants your prodigal son and daughter in hell. He does not want to see them get saved. And we're going to counter these attempts with intercession and prayer and intercessory warfare on their behalf. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your input and participation. If you have 
a scripture you would like to share, if you have a testimony that you'd like to share as well, if you have a word you would like to share also, this is an ironing, sharpening iron period of time, mutual encouragement. Maybe you have a prayer request for your unsaved son and daughter. If you're on the Podbeam app listening to this podcast, you can click on the phone icon and we will patch you in live to hear what you have to say. Something you want to share will be of mutual encouragement to someone who's listening. If you have a prayer request and you want to remain anonymous or private, you can type it in. We will see it on our screen. We will respect your privacy and your confidentiality. We don't want to embarrass anyone or put anyone on the spot. It can be an unspoken prayer request for our son and daughter. The Lord knows the details. We don't need to know them. One can safely say that this is the holiday edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Today is the 21st. The next time we'll be on the air will be the 28th. And so this is the Christmas edition so to speak, of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. We welcome you. If you're a new listener, we welcome you. And if you're a regular listener, we welcome you back. God bless all of you. And thank you for tuning in. At this time, we want to welcome listeners in a variety of municipalities and states. We welcome listeners right in the United States, in the states of New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North and South Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have listeners in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, and Utah, Wisconsin, Virginia, and West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana, Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, and Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, and Indiana. We welcome listeners in Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Wyoming. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, the United Kingdom, Brazil, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Japan, and most recently, we have listeners in Russia. Now, not all people who be listening to this podcast are tuning in live. There are time differences in uh, many states in our country and internationally. It's my understanding that it is morning in the Philippines, for example. Many people will be tuning into this podcast, uh, listening to it through a download. They'll be downloading the episode and tuning in. You know what? That's all right. The Spirit of God can move, as I've said before, through a downloaded podcast. You don't have to be listening live to be blessed. The Spirit of God has no restraints or constraints. And so we welcome you. If you're going to be listening to this podcast through a download, God bless you. And I hope that you will be blessed by the content of this program. We have praise reports, which we'll be mentioning later on in this podcast. The Spirit of God is moving. I am so happy to report the good news 
from several listeners who have contacted me. And there was actually the salvation of someone we've been praying for occurred in the past several days. We'll be mentioning that later on. The Holy Spirit of God moving in the lives of prodigals. I'll be mentioning that later on. But right now, join me in an opening word of prayer. Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for this period of time, Lord God. We truly thank you that we can come together for edification, for encouragement, for comfort, for strengthening, for prayer, for fellowship, Lord. First and foremost, we want to ask your forgiveness humbly if we have said anything or done anything displeasing in your sight that was not worthy of our calling as your children. Your word says, Lord God, who can ascend unto your holy hill, only those with clean hands and a pure heart. And we are praying, Lord God, that you forgive us of anything we've done that will interfere in our relationship with you. We don't want our prayers to be hindered. But more than that, Lord God, we want to have a right relationship with you. And so, Lord God, we humbly ask for your forgiveness. Cleanse us from all sin so we can stand before you in right fellowship. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your mercy, for your love, for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, we ask you, Lord God, and we thank you. Amen and amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is Not By Our Might, Nor By Our Power. Not By Our Might, Nor By Our Power. And our scripture text will be taken from the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6. Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 6. And I will give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, in the early years of my salvation, and I got saved in 1976, I remember reading a book called The Cross and the Switchblade by Reverend David Wilkerson. Many of you have heard of him, and he has since gone on to be with the Lord. Now, I have read this book several times, and ultimately a movie rendition was made of it. The story is familiar to most believers as to how David Wilkerson, a country preacher from Pennsylvania, was called by the Lord to go to New York City and preach the gospel to street gangs. One of the most dramatic moments in Reverend Wilkerson's story was the occasion when he stood on a stage before the members of rival street gangs, and it appeared that he had lost complete control of the audience. The audience, which was mostly comprised of gang members, was in complete chaos with profanity, cursing, and mocking as he desperately tried to preach the love of God to them. In that moment, when he felt like he had totally failed, he recalled something one of the gang members had said to him during an earlier occasion. The gang member said, Preacher, you know what? You're trying way too hard. Way too hard. It was at that moment that David Wilkerson realized that this young man was correct. 
He was trying to make things happen on his own efforts and power, rather than let the Spirit of God do the work. At that moment, Reverend Wilkerson stopped preaching and trying to get control of the audience and just bowed his head and said, Lord God, I've done everything I could. I'm going to stop trying and let you do the work. Shortly after he prayed that prayer, Reverend Wilkerson noticed a change in the audience that began in the back of the auditorium and slowly worked its way forward to the front. The noise, the screaming, the cursing, the profanity, and the mockery all stopped, and gradually the auditorium became quiet. The presence of the Holy Spirit filled the entire location. At that moment, David Wilkerson began to hear those tough, hardened gang members begin crying. It wasn't soft, sentimental music or a tear-jerking story that brought these gang members to tears. No, it was nothing less than the presence of God and the move of the Holy Spirit. You're trying too hard. Those words sometimes can enter our minds when we think about how much effort and exertion we're putting into trying to win our prodigals to Christ. It can be tempting to try and accomplish God's work through our own efforts and power. Many of us can be strongly tempted and sometimes actually give in to the temptation, for example, to embellish testimonies or stories of miraculous events, hoping to capture our prodigal's attention. Or maybe perhaps out of frustration or discouragement, we become worn down and perhaps slack off because we don't see our efforts resulting in any success, no change in our prodigals. Well, our scripture text this evening speaks directly to this situation. Let's read our text together. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And I'll be reading first from the New Living Translation and then from the New King James Version. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. And then he said to me, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And now from the New King James Version. And so he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. The book of Zechariah was written for the purpose of stimulating spiritual renewal and revival in both worship and service among the children of Israel, who had returned from exile, were attempting to rebuild the temple of God, but became discouraged and disillusioned due to adversity and difficulties. As a result of this discouragement, spiritual zeal wore down, the work of God was neglected, and the temple walls ended up in ruins. The spiritual fire of the people was dying out. In our scripture text, an angel appears to the prophet Zechariah and gives him a vision of a supply of abundant oil for a lampstand. The Lord then tells Zechariah to relay the vision to Zerubbabel, who was the governor of Judah and was overseeing the rebuilding of the temple. And this was the message and the vision. 
If Zerubbabel was going to complete the temple, it would not be by the result of mere human strength and resource, but through the supernatural empowering of the Holy Spirit. The abundant oil that was supplying the brilliant lampstand in the vision represented the overflowing power of God's Spirit that would enable the people to serve the Lord and accomplish His purposes. I want to call your attention to two key words in our scripture text, which will speak to us regarding a shift and redirection that should take place in our thinking from relying on our own efforts and rely more on God's Spirit to reach our prodigal sons and daughters. And those two words in our text are the words might and power. Might and power. Now the word might is the Hebrew word chayil, chayil. In its Semitic root, it has the idea of a physical natural power, as well as a power that is gained through knowledge or the physical world. The context of our scripture text is in reference to the rebuilding of the temple of God. At one point, the temple, the people who were building the temple were relying on their earthly skills in carpentry, engineering, and masonry to build the temple without relying on the guidance and inspiration of the Spirit of God. Even their own attempts were made to embellish the directions of God. Solomon's temple was called just that because he added his own little touches without seeking guidance from the Lord. This second temple was eventually rebuilt, but was also eventually destroyed because it wasn't built under the unction of the Spirit of God. Brothers and sisters, all the Christian music we may play, all the gospel tracks and literature we may leave laying around for our prodigals to see and read, and all the persuasive words and arguments we may use when we engage them in conversation will be of no avail to lead our unsaved sons and daughters to Christ without prayer, fasting, and a complete dependence on the Spirit of God to do the work. The second word in our text, Power is an interesting word in Hebrew. It is the word tachash, tachash. The Semitic origins of this word are that of a camel or an animal that is trying to please its master so much that it has become exhausted in its efforts and is beginning to pant and lose strength. Probably the best way to describe kachach is to say that one is trying too hard. Now, while you and I need to do our part in maintaining our testimony and being salt and light before our prodigal sons and daughters, it's easy to become discouraged when we still see don't see anything happening in their lives. And when this occurs, we can end up like the children of Israel and stop, if not slack off, in our obedience to the Lord. We begin to rely less on the Spirit of God to do the work in their hearts and minds and rely more on our own efforts to try to force the issue of their salvation. Any service to God that is built on our own efforts and strength without complete and total reliance and dependence on the Holy Spirit is sure to come to ruin, just as the Second Temple did. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus asked his disciples about who they believed he was, 
it was Simon Bar-Jonah who answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in response, Jesus said to him that he was blessed because flesh and blood did not reveal this to him, but it was the Spirit of God who did. Flesh and blood attempts and effort cannot reveal the truth of the gospel to our prodigal sons and daughters, nor convict them of their sin and lead them to the foot of the cross. Only the Spirit of God can. Let's all continue to be salt and light to our prodigals, but give them over to the Lord. He knows what to do, how to best do it, and His timing for its fulfillment is perfect. They will come to Christ. We can be at peace. Join me in a word of prayer right now. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your word. And Lord, I pray, we pray, Lord, that we continue to be salt and light for our unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters. Lord, we know we have to live Christ. We have to be living epistles that can be seen and read by all of them. We know we need to have our speech seasoned with salt and our lights should shine before them. We need to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit and we need to exhibit the love that you described in your word. Love is kind, love is patient and all the other characteristics of godly love. But Lord, Help us to completely rely totally on you. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts. We cannot convict our unsaved sons and daughters of their sin through arguing with them or guilt-inducing them. Only your Spirit can do that. So, Lord, when we get frustrated or discouraged, Lord, redirect our thinking, Father. Help us to live Christ, but also to depend completely on the Spirit of God to do the work we plant the seed, but the Lord gives the increase. Lord, help us to plant the seed and to rely on your spirit to give the increase. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict of sin, not ours. It's the Spirit of God's job to bring our unsaved sons and daughters to the foot of the cross. It's not our job. Only the Spirit of God can convict of sin and cleanse from sin. We can't. So Lord, again, help us to be salt and light, living Christ before our prodigals. Witness to them, but do it in love, not in anger, not out of pressure, not forcing them, but in love, in kindness, Help us to be living epistles that our unsaved sons and daughters can see. And we rely completely on your Holy Spirit to convict them of their sin and bring them to the foot of the cross. We ask this in Jesus' name, Lord God. Amen and amen. Well, we've reached the halfway point of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And at this time... We break into a musical interlude with two beautiful musical numbers that I pray edify, encourage, and strengthen you. And then later on, 
will be coming before the throne of grace. But before we do that, we have praise reports as the Spirit of God moves. There is still time to get your prayer request in. Again, you can type in your prayer request and we will see it on our screen and we will bring it before the Lord. And so we break into our musical interlude. And when we come back, we will come before the throne of grace in prayer, petition, and intercession for all of our unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters. Time is short. Biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. We all want our prodigal sons and daughters to have their names written in the book of life and spend eternity in heaven. And that's what this podcast is all about. And so, again, be blessed by the two musical numbers that we'll be playing. And then we'll we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Be blessed and stay tuned. We will be right back. Age 
age to age, you're still the same by the power of the name. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El See, just how 
I'm going to read a scripture text, Psalm 25, verse 3, and I'll read from two versions for the sake of providing perspective on how it's phrased differently. First, Psalm 25, verse 3 in the New Living Translation, no one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, but disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. In the New King James Version, it reads, Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Now, you know that word ashamed in the Hebrew is the word baosh. Baosh. It literally means to be consumed, to be disillusioned, out of disappointment. When we become disappointed, when something doesn't happen that we're trusting to happen or believing or hoping happens, our hearts can be consumed with disillusionment and we can feel down. Well, the word of God says in Psalm 25, verse 3, that no one, no one who trusts in the Lord is going to be disillusioned or let down. Placing your complete trust in the Lord for what you're praying for is the key. And you can count on the Lord. He will keep his word. You don't have to worry. You will not be disillusioned or disappointed. Why am I mentioning this? Because we're going to go before the throne of grace right now. And there are numerous praise reports from parents of prodigals who have been going before the throne of grace for their unsaved sons and daughters. And the Lord came through. They were not disappointed. They were not disillusioned. As difficult as it was, and it can be difficult. Yes, that's right. As my dear brother Jamie shares, God is faithful. No one, absolutely no one who trusts in the Lord will be put to shame, will be disillusioned. The Lord won't let you down. That being said, let's get into our praise reports and our prayer requests. First, Every week we pray for two young men, and you know their names, both of them by the name of Joshua. And these two young men, of course, are facing difficulties with regards to addictions. Now, I won't reveal too many details. I'll respect some confidentiality here. Um, but there have been progress. Progress has been made in the lives 
of these young men. And the Lord is moving. And so we praise the Lord for his work in their lives. Now, they haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, as far as I know. And I may be in error, but as far as I know, they have not. But the Spirit of God is moving. There have been a series of events that have transpired that clearly show that the Spirit of God is working in their hearts and minds. The Lord knows what to do. He knows when to do it. Don't rush him. Leave it in his hands. So come with me right now. Let's go before the throne of grace and pray for these two young men, both of them named Joshua. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord God. We lift up these two young men before you, both of them by the name of Joshua. And Lord, you see the situation that they're both facing, the stronghold, the bondage of addiction, Lord God. Yet, we know your spirit is moving in both their lives, in both their hearts, in both their minds. And so we worship and praise you for this, Heavenly Father. We ask you right now that you continue to move in both their lives. We ask that you release them in your own way, Lord God. You know how to do it. Deliver them from the bondage of addiction and lead them to the foot of the cross. Do whatever it takes so that these two young men commit their lives completely to you, Lord God. Bring them both to the end of themselves. Let them say within themselves, we don't want to use drugs anymore. This life that we're living on our own is, is empty. Lord, convict them of their sin. Shame them if you have to, Lord God. Do whatever it takes, Heavenly Father. Their eternal souls are at stake. Lord, move in both their lives. Continue to work in their hearts and minds. Save their souls. Let their names be written in the book of life. Don't let them enter the lake of fire. This is a battle to the death, Lord God. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy wants both these two young men dead. But Lord Jesus, you came that we may have life, and life abundantly. Give these two young men life abundantly, Lord God. We commit them both into your hands. We thank you and praise you that you're moving, and you're going to continue to move. The praise report for these two young men is going to come in again. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we ask it, Father. We thank you. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. Now, these three young ladies are facing a variety of issues, and a praise report came to me from the parent, one of the parents of one of these three young ladies. I'll respect the confidentiality, but there was a change in circumstances in the life of one of these three young ladies regarding the issues that they were facing. And these three young ladies are facing issues such as drug addiction, depression, or emotional issues, but the Lord is moving. And I was so glad to hear how God was moving in the life of one of these young ladies. The two other young ladies, of course, the Lord is going to move as well. We're trusting in that. 
So let's touch and agree right now for the continued move of the Spirit of God in the lives of these three young ladies and thank the Lord for his work that he is doing. Father, we worship and praise you for these three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela, Lord God. Now you see where they are, what they're doing, who they're with, what they're saying, what they're thinking, who they're hanging out with, what they're into. Father, we just commit all three of these three young ladies into your hands, Lord God. We thank you so much for the move of your spirit, Lord God. We pray that you reveal to yourself to these three young ladies in the way that you see fit so that they see the truth of the gospel. We rebuke every stronghold of the enemy that's resisting the mind of these three young ladies from receiving you, Lord God. We pray that these strongholds be pulled down. In the name of Jesus, we pull these strongholds down. And we just rebuke the forces of darkness in the lives of these three young ladies, Gabby. We rebuke the forces of darkness in Gabby's life. We rebuke the enemy's attempts in Valentina's life. We rebuke demonic entities and all contracts in Angela's life. We plead the blood of Jesus over all three of them right now for deliverance and salvation. We worship you, Lord God. We commit all three of these young ladies into your hands. Begin the work. Continue the work, Lord. Do what needs to be done. That is a scary thing to pray, Lord God. But like the Allstate man, they're in good hands with you, Lord Jesus. They're in good hands with you. We commit them into your hands. Do the work. Finish the work. Deliver them. Save them. Make all three of these young women the women of God that you would have them to be. We commit them into your hands and we thank you and praise you for their salvation. Yes, Lord, we thank you ahead of time by faith for the salvation of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. My dear brother Jamie and his lovely wife, my sister India, have a daughter named China. We pray for China every week. China at one point in time was in bondage, but the Lord delivered her. And China can be safely said, could be the first fruit of this ministry. It was about a year and a half ago when this ministry started. And it was around that time when my brother Jamie texted me and told me, as we were praying for China's deliverance and salvation, that the Lord worked in her life and China surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. But again, no salvation is going to go unaddressed. The, the enemy will always launch a counterattack. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ground that is gained through prayer must be held through prayer. There will be and there is a satanic counterattack. But we're going to touch and agree for China right now. God is faithful. And we're going to pray for China's perseverance in the faith. Pray with me for China. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this young lady, this woman of God, this young woman that you've convicted of sin, led her to the foot of the cross and softly and tenderly spoke to her heart about her need for a Savior. We thank you for her deliverance and salvation. A mighty work was done in her life. Now, Lord, continue to do the mighty work in China's life. 
Make her a prayer warrior. Strengthen her prayer life, Lord God. Help her to persevere in prayer, continuously knocking on the door. Make her a woman of the word. Give her a love and a thirst to read your word, Lord God. When she opens up her Bible to have devotions, speak to her, convict her, reprove her, encourage her, strengthen her, comfort her, edify her, guide her, Lord God, as only your spirit can, Heavenly Father. We commit China into your hands, Lord God. We rebuke. The enemy has a contract on China. He wants to see your backslide. We rebuke the forces of darkness right now. We rebuke any satanic attempts to make China backslide, to discourage her. The enemy may be whispering in her ear. Regardless of what it is he's whispering, we rebuke those satanic whisperings. A brigade, an army of angels, surround China and protect her from the evil one. Make China a Ruth. Make China an Esther. Make China a Mary. Make China an Elizabeth. Make China a Priscilla. Make China a powerful, consecrated, dedicated, committed, sanctified, holy, strong, committed woman of God. Fill her with your Holy Spirit. Give China an upper room experience. Fill her with the Holy Ghost. Fire from on high, filling China. Speak to her in the watches of the night, Lord God. When she goes to sleep at night, flood her heart and mind with the peace that passes all understanding. Bless my dear sister China. Revival. Revival in China's life, renewal in China's life, blessing in China's life. We commit her into your hands and we praise you and worship you, Lord God. She's protected. There are angels around her. We thank you and we praise you, Lord God, for preserving her. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Edgar. Now, Edgar is the adult son of a dear brother, Frank, and my dear sister, Rose. Now, Edgar knows the gospel, but he has never surrendered his life to Christ. Now, it wasn't that long ago when my dear brother, Frank, and sister, Rose asked us to pray for Edgar's partner, Melissa. Melissa had a burden to come to church and is seeking the Lord. Recently, our home church, Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, had a yearly concert, a cantata, where the Soul Purpose Choir ministered to all of us. This happened just several days ago, and it was during this event, Melissa showed up for the event. And at the end of the concert, at the end of the cantata, we have been praying for Melissa as well, praying for Edgar's salvation, but praying that if Melissa gets saved, she could serve as a vehicle that the Lord could use so that Edgar would come to Christ. 
at the end of the cantata, Melissa accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Praise God for Melissa's salvation. God answered prayer. Melissa is saved. Her name's written in the book of life. And so right now, we're going to lift Melissa up in prayer for her continued strength in the Lord, like we did with China. And then we're going to pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. He's next. Touch and agree with me right now for Melissa. Heavenly Father, we worship and praise you that you, per you put the burden on Melissa's heart to come to church, Lord God. You put it in her heart to come to the, the, the choir event. And Lord, you convicted her of her sin. You burdened her. You spoke to her heart. You spoke to her mind. You spoke to her soul. You opened up her eyes to your love. You revealed yourself to her, Lord God. And she surrendered her life to you, Lord Jesus. You are the good shepherd, the shepherd of our souls. You are living water, the bread of life. We thank you and we praise you for Melissa's salvation, Lord God. And now, Heavenly Father, she's your child. Her name is in the book of life. Now, Lord, the enemy will do whatever he can to have that name erased. Maybe try to discourage Melissa or maybe speak to her through lies by telling her, okay, that was nice, but don't take it too far. We rebuke. We absolutely rebuke every lie, deception, bamboozlement falsehood, misleading of the enemy, any attempt by the enemy to discourage Melissa, we rebuke. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the satanic host in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Christ over Melissa. Again, a squad, a platoon, a company, a brigade, a battalion, an army of angels surround Melissa and protect her from any demonic attack. Strengthen Melissa. Lord, she was given a Bible. Now, Lord, let her open it up. Open her mind and her heart, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, speak to Melissa's heart and mind through your word. Strengthen her. Guide her. Heavenly Father, let the meditations in her mind be in your word. Lord, your word says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Let Melissa read your word and meditate on your word, claiming the promises, receiving blessing and strength. We commit Melissa into your hands. And now, Lord God, we pray for Edgar. Lord, you see whatever he's involved with. You see whatever is helping him resist coming to you. In the name of Jesus, we bind the strong man attached to the life of Edgar for keeping him from receiving you, Lord Jesus, as his Savior. We rebuke those strongholds and we pull them down, whatever it may be, self-righteousness, a love of pleasure, whatever it is, Lord God, we rebuke it and we pull it down. Break Edgar down. Bring down pride. Bring down self-righteousness. Bring down the love of pleasure. Bring down apathy, whatever it is, Lord God. He may think he has plenty of time. Lord, speak to Edgar's heart and mind. He does not have all the time in the world. 
Death can come at any time and the rapture is imminent. Speak to Edgar's heart. Let him see his need for a savior. Weigh him down. Give him no peace. We commit Edgar's salvation into your hands, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. We know his testimony is coming. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for four young adults, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. It's my understanding when we received this prayer request a while back, two are somewhat resistant to the gospel and two are completely resistant. Now, this was a while back. We don't know what's going on. We have not received any updates. No matter. The Spirit of God knows what's going on. Our job is just to continue to pray for them. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Touch and agree with me for these four young adults, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up these four young adults, Lord God. Now, you know what each one of them is all about. You know them individually, their hearts, their minds. What's holding them back from surrendering their lives to you? Maybe they think they are okay. Maybe they have no interest in the things of eternity. No time, no interest, no desire. Lord, tear all this down, Lord God. Speak to the hearts and minds of all four of these young adults. We call them by name, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Speak to their hearts, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we break any curses placed on them that is binding them from receiving you, Lord. Whatever resistance exists in their minds and hearts, the enemy has all four of these young adults captive. And now we enter the enemy camp like Abraham entered the enemy camp and rescued Lot. We enter the enemy's camp and rescue these four young adults, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel, from the enemy's camp. We plead the blood of Christ over all four of them. We pray for their deliverance and salvation. Lord, you know what's going on in each of their lives. Work in each of their lives individually so that all their names are written in the book of life and they're all saved. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We know it's happening. We don't know when, we don't know how, but it's going to happen. We may not even find out that it's occurred. Who knows? You do, Lord. And that's all that matters. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Rashan. And a while back again, we received this prayer request. Rashan was a Christian. And then he ended up not believing in the Lord anymore. He became involved in social media, different philosophies, and different things. And so we're going to lift Rashan up in prayer that he return to the Lord, that the Lord reveal himself again to him. Open up Rashan's eyes. Let's touch and agree for Rashan. Heavenly Father, you see Rashan's situation. You see where he is right now, what his frame of mind is. Lord, we rebuke any spirit of deception and any spirit of blindness that's working in Rashan's life that led to him being where he is right now, deceived by the enemy. 
and involved in ungodly things. Right now, Lord, work. Work, Holy Spirit, in Rashan's life right now. We rebuke the spirit of destruction. We rebuke the spirit of deception. We rebuke the spirit of blindness in Rashan's life right now. We plead your blood over this young man, Lord God. We commit him into your hands. We can't say it enough, Lord God. Deliver Rashan. Deliver him. Free him. We rebuke the forces of darkness that are working in Rashan's life. We rebuke the spirit that's working in his life. The prince and the power of the air. We rebuke that as well. Deliver Rashan. Restore Rashan back to the faith, Lord God. Let him see that what he's involved in is a lie, a deception. He's being tricked and bamboozled. He's on the wide path to destruction. Let Rashan see this. Let him surrender his life back to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord, for working in Rashan's life. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up a young man by the name of Matthew. We pray for Matthew every week as well. And Matthew at one time was suicidal and involved in the occult. Well, we're going to lift Matthew up in prayer that the Lord work in his life. Now, there were some developments in Matthew's life also. But we're going to thank God for those developments, but the work needs to continue. And the forces of darkness need to continue to be battled and rebuked. Touch and agree with me for Matthew right now. Father, we just lift up Matthew in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We just lift up this young man. Lord, we rebuke. We rebuke in the name of Jesus any thoughts of suicide, any thoughts of self-harm. We rebuke thoughts of depression, low self-esteem. Holy Spirit, heal the mind, heal the heart, heal the soul. Lord, the hem of your garment, Lord Jesus. Touch Rashan, I mean, touch Matthew right now, Lord God. Reach out and touch Matthew's heart. Reach out and touch Matthew's mind. Heal his troubled mind, his troubled soul. Deliver him from deception in the occult, from whatever it is he's involved with. He may have pushed the things of eternity in the background. Pull them back to the forefront. Let him see that he needs a savior, that you are the way the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by you. You are the way, Lord God. Let him see that. There is no other way. There is no other truth, Lord God. He's being deceived by lies. Let Matthew see that you are the truth. And he may be looking for life in a bottle or in drugs or in sex or in other things. You are the life. Life abundant is found only in you, Lord Jesus. Open Matthew's eyes to this, Lord God. We rebuke, we command that the enemy take his hands off Matthew right now in the name of Jesus. We plead your blood, your precious shed blood over Matthew for his deliverance and salvation. Begin the work, continue the work, finish the work, Lord God, in Matthew's life. We commit him into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Johnny. And Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who's tuning in right now. Johnny is in bondage to alcohol. However, there has been some progress. There have been results. The Lord is moving in Johnny's life as well. The Lord knows what he's doing. He has his own way in his own time. It'll happen. It is happening now. We need to plant the seed, and we need to continue in prayer and fasting. Let's touch and agree for Johnny right now, and his mom as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for praying mothers, committed mothers who have a burden for their children, teens or adults. Lord, bless this mother who is praying for her son. Help her to persevere in the faith, strengthening her. Don't let her get discouraged. Don't let her feel down. Your word says in Psalm 25, verse 3, no one who trusts in you will be put to shame, will be disillusioned or disappointed. Mom will not be disappointed. Johnny will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We lift Johnny up in prayer. We rebuke alcoholism. We rebuke addiction. We rebuke any hardness of heart. Put it in Johnny's mind and heart to come to church. Put it in his heart and mind to even pick up a Bible. Lord, if Johnny's hardened to the gospel, soften his heart. If he's involved in the things that are distracting him from the things of eternity, push those things away and move the things of eternity to the forefront. Bring Johnny to the end of his rope, if that's what's necessary, Lord God. Through a series of events, whatever events you choose to bring through his life, Lord God. Paul was on the road to Damascus when you blinded him and knocked him down. Knock Johnny down if you have to, Lord God. Give Johnny a Damascus Road experience so that he can have an upper room experience. We commit Johnny into your hands, his salvation, his filling of the Holy Spirit, the conviction of sin. Lead Johnny, softly and gently, Holy Spirit, lead Johnny to the foot of the cross. We commit him into your hands, his salvation, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Every week, we pray for a young man by the name of Curtis. This is definitely and unbelievably a praise report as well. Curtis's mom has been praying for him, and it wasn't that long ago when Curtis surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. And the Lord is moving in Curtis's life, blessing him, opening up doors for him in different areas. His mom was in contact with me through the Parents of Prodigals website and communicated to those of us who are Parents of Prodigals that Curtis is doing well and that the Spirit of God is moving in Curtis's life. But again, let's not get too relaxed. There will always be a counterattack. We need to stay vigilant. And so we're going to touch and agree for Curtis's mom, and we're going to pray for Curtis. Touch and agree with me right now for Curtis's mom. Join me in prayer. Warfare. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for another praying mom 
who stood by her son's side and continued to pray for her son, believing you for his salvation, which came to pass, Lord God. We worship and we praise you. We pray for this mom's continued strength in the Lord. Heavenly Father, bless this mom. Strengthen her. Continue to make her the woman of God. Again, Lord God, make this mom a Priscilla, a Ruth, an Esther, an Elizabeth, a Mary, a Sarah. Bless this mom. Pour out your spirit in her heart and in her mind. Oh, we just lift her up in prayer. We just lift up this mom in prayer. We commit her in prayer. We pray for her son right now, Lord God. We lift up Curtis in prayer. Curtis. In the name of Jesus, move in Curtis's life. Make him a man of God. Continue to bless him, strengthen him. We lay him before you, Lord God. We thank you for his salvation. We thank you, Lord God. Now, Lord, continue to work in his life. Continue to bless him. Open doors. We pray for his mom. Now we pray for Curtis. Make Curtis the male equivalent. Make Curtis a John, a Peter, a Matthew, a James, a Gideon, a Joshua, an Abraham, a Moses. Strengthen him with all power and might. Let him grow in the knowledge of salvation. Give him an intimate and close relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Help him to fall more in love with you and draw close to you, Lord God. The enemy will try to attack Curtis. We rebuke any contracts that the enemy has on Curtis. A contract to kill him, spiritually as well as physically. We rebuke these contracts, and we just put a hedge of protection, an angelic hedge of protection around Curtis. Bless Curtis, bless his household, bless his mom, bless his family, bless his life, bless his, his career, bless his finances, bless every area of his life. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. You answer prayer. You answer it in your own time and in your own way, but you answer prayer. No one who trusts in you will be put to shame. And no one has, and no one ever will. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to touch and agree right now for four adult children. This prayer request came in a while back. Their names are Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And the prayer request that the parents called in was that to pray that these four young adults are surrounded by godly influences and that the Lord will make himself real to them so that they come to faith in Christ. The burden of parents for their children. Touch and agree with me right now for Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for these four young adults, Lord God. And again, like the other four young adults, Lord, you see each individual life, what they're doing, where they live, what's going on with them. You know what they're all about, Lord. And now we lift them up in prayer. Father, we pray for their deliverance and salvation. We pray that you surround them with godly influences. It could be co-workers, friends, acquaintances, neighbors, someone on the street who gives them a gospel track. Lord, surround these four young people with your people who will witness to them. Be salt and light before them, Lord God. Reveal yourself to these four young people in a way that each one of them will respond, Heavenly Father. Make yourself real to them, Lord God. We tear down and smash every stronghold of deception that are keeping Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler in the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. We plead your blood over them. Lord, do what it takes to save these four young people. Do whatever it takes, Lord God. By any means necessary, Heavenly Father, save these four young people. We commit them into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Eric. We received this request a while back, and the only thing that we have on Eric is that he returned to the Lord. You know what? We don't need to know all the details. God knows the details. That's because we don't have the details doesn't mean we don't pray. We can pray. God knows what this young man is all about and what needs to be done. Touch and agree with me right now for Eric. Heavenly Father, you see this young man. You know what the request is. You know what the burden of the heart of the parents are for this young man. Now, Lord, we lift Eric up in prayer. We pray that you reveal yourself to him in a mighty way. We come up against the powers of darkness that are blinding and holding Eric back from receiving the gospel and surrendering his life to you, Lord God. We command we command the evil spirits that are at work in Eric's life to release him. Release him in the name of Jesus. We command demonic spirits in the air to loosen the hold on Eric so that he'll be free to accept you, Lord Jesus, as his Savior. We break the chains. We pull down the strongholds in Eric's life. And we claim him for you, Lord God. Bring him back to you, Lord. That's the prayer request of this parent, that Eric return to you, Lord. We don't know when he was saved. We don't know what the story is. Maybe he backslid. Whatever, Lord God, you know the information. You know the details. But Lord, time is short. The rapture could take place. Could take place tonight. Move in Eric's life. Powerful movement. Right now, Lord God, begin to move. Begin to move. Through a dream, through a vision through an insight, whatever it is, Lord God, move in Eric's life so that he surrenders his life to you. In Jesus' name, we commit Eric into your hands. Amen and amen. Our last request came through a mom and dad. Actually, it came in through a source. I don't have the source here, 
but it's a request for an entire family for the mom, the dad, the sister, Deanna, the sisters, Carrie, and her daughters, Andrea, Jessica, Jamie, and I believe it's Deanna, and Ben as well, and I believe a son by the name of Zeke also. An entire family, a request for an entire family. Wow. You know, we read in the book of Acts, I believe it is, when Paul visited the home of a man named Cornelius. Cornelius surrendered his life to Christ, and the entire family got saved, I believe. Let's touch and agree for this entire family, for their salvation. Nothing is impossible. All things are possible. Only believe. Heavenly Father, you see this entire family, Lord God, the entire family. Different ages, different issues, different frames of mind, different strongholds as well, Lord God. We pull down the strongholds that are keeping each individual family member from surrendering their life to you, Lord God. Pour out your spirit, Lord God, on this entire family. Lord, through a friend, through a neighbor, through the relative who lifted this prayer up. Make, I don't know who this person is, Lord God, who presented this family, but we present this family to you. Now, Lord, begin the work in this family. This mom and dad and all these children and, and sons and daughters flood that household with your Holy Spirit. If they live in different households, flood the individual households as well, Lord God. We commit them into your hands, Heavenly Father for deliverance and salvation. Again, Lord, time is short. This is no time to make excuses or delay turning to you, Heavenly Father. Save them. Work in each of their individual lives. Do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives, Lord God. We just commit them into your hands. You know the details. You know what needs to be done. We lift all these family members up to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. And amen. Well, we've come to the end of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and I pray that it was a blessing to you. I want to assure you, you know, we just don't present these requests to the Lord on Thursdays. We bring these requests before the throne of grace during the week as well. Lifting them up before the Lord and praying for deliverance and salvation and the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. What are our weapons? The sword of the spirit and the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. These are the weapons that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And so I pray you were blessed. You don't have to wait for the podcast. You can present your prayer request at any time. Just go into the Parents of Prodigals website and input your prayer request, and we will instantly bring it before the throne of grace, and then we'll mention it on the air if you so choose to want it mentioned. You may not want it mentioned on the air. If you don't want it mentioned on the air, we will respect your privacy and your confidentiality. But if you have an unsaved son and daughter you want prayer for, 
go into the Podbean app, go into the Parents of Prodigals website, rather, and input your prayer request, and we will bring it before the throne of grace. That's what this podcast is all about. Praying, praying, all of us who have unsaved sons and daughters, praying for their deliverance and salvation, so that when the rapture takes place, they will not be left behind. Or when the Lord calls them to eternity, they will not go to the lake of fire, but they will enter the joy of the Lord. And so I thank you for tuning in. I want to wish everyone a blessed and happy Merry Christmas in this holiday edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I pray again that you were edified and blessed by what was shared this evening. And so, the next time we'll be back on the air will be next Thursday, December 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until that time, if you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, and you live in New York, California, Colorado, North or South Carolina, Oklahoma, Idaho, or Georgia. If you are the parent or guardian of a backslidden or wayward son and daughter, and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation, and you live in Alabama, Tennessee, Texas, and Ohio, New Jersey or Montana or Tennessee, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and you live in Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Minnesota, Illinois, New Hampshire, Oregon, Michigan, Iowa, or New Mexico, Kentucky, or Mississippi or Wyoming. If you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, and you want their names written in the Book of Life, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Brazil, Uganda, Bosnia, Herzegovina, the Philippines. If you're the parent or guardian of a wayward, backslidden, or unsaved son and daughter, whether teen or adult, and you're burdened for their salvation, and you live in India, Germany, Japan, Tanzania, or Russia. Whether you live in the United States or overseas, if you live in the next house, the next street, the next town, the next state, if you are the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you want them to be raptured, you want their names written in the book of life, you want them to spend eternity with Jesus Christ, I say to you, continue in prayer, being watchful therein, and watch the road, watch the road, your prodigal an unsaved son and daughter will be on it. 
This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of all of us at Parents of Prodigals, wishing you, praying that you have a blessed holiday. Good night, and God bless.